0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cinema Chat. I am David Heath, and Cinema Chat is the podcast where we talk about the, peop- the movies and the people that made them. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the Ocean's Eleven franchise. Um, Ocean's Eleven it was a the, directed by Steven Soderbergh. It is a heist movie, crime, you know, crime thriller comedy, you know, all kinds of things, uh, but it's a little bit of a throwback, you know, to the, some of the old uh, movies from the 60s. It stars uh, jo- George Clooney as Danny Ocean, uh, Brad Pitt as uh, Rusty, his partner, and uh, Matt Damon, Don Cheadle, Bernie Mac, Scott Kahn, Casey Affleck, Carl Reiner, Elliot Gould, Eddie Jemison, Shabobo King, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, um, also is in the movie. Uh, Julie Roberts appears as Danny Ocean's ex-wife. And Andy Garcia plays Terry Benedict, the the villain in the movie. And in the movie, Danny is the guy that comes up with the idea, uh, and Rusty has the know-how. Danny, in the beginning, uh, immediately violates his parole. Um, by traveling to California and, and he gets out of prison and goes to see Rusty, uh, his partner. And uh, the two begin to hatch a plan and to hire others and have a, that have all their own expertise uh, to rob the Bellagio, MGM Graham, and Mirage all in the same night in Las Vegas. One by one, Danny and Rusty begin to recruit all the necessary people, but first they need to secure uh, some money to actually pull off the job. Uh, that's where uh, the, they see Ruben, who's played by Elliot Gould. Uh, Ruben has the money. He's been in the game for a long, long time. Reluctantly, uh, Ruben uh, decides to help the guys out uh, with the, fronting the operation when he realizes that Terry Benedict is going to be their target. Terry Benedict, uh, played by Andy Garcia, is not a nice man and not well-liked. But they start to recruit people. They recruit Frank uh, C., who's played by Bernie Mac, and he plays a casino worker and a good con man. So he's an inside guy. Uh, They also have Turk and Virgil... As mechanics Uh, Livingston is an electronics guy who organizes surveillance Uh, basher is is played by John Don Cheadle he's the explosive expert Uh, the amazing yin is an acrobat that they call their quote grease man Saul is played by the veteran actor Carl Reiner and almost 100-year-old Carl Reiner now. He is a veteran con man, smart guy that is tired, but clearly still is capable of doing one more job. Turns out he's capable of doing three more, but we'll go there later. (laughs) Thinking they need one more guy, they decide to recruit Linus, an expert pickpocket, uh, to to, um, help with the job. Uh, Linus is a pretty good con guy, con man, and he also um, is smart but very ditzy. Uh, the crew is now set and they make the plan to rob the three casinos all the same night. The plan is more than complicated. It's more than extremely complicated. It involves intricate passageways uh, that uh, and offer no room for for air. Um, as Saul puts it, again, Saul, paid by Carl Reiner, he puts it quite simply. He, he asked Danny, he says, So, say we get by the cage and the security guards there, and down the elevator that we can't use, and past the guards with the guns into the vault that we can't open. Say we do all that. We're just supposed to walk out of there with $150 million with without getting stopped? Danny offers a simple response. Yeah. So, there you have it. Um, uh, there's a little bit of snag, though, uh, here. Rusty is realizing that Terry Benedict is now involved with Tess, Danny's ex-wife. He sees that as a huge problem, so much so that he tells Danny he needs to get off the job, and we're we're they're not they're going to do it without him. And Danny, of course, um, uh, you know, objects nearly violently and said, "This is my job. Of course, I'm going to do it. It's my idea. So, of course, he's going to do it." Um, we end up with Danny being involved with the heist, of course, and um, uh, Rusty didn't want him out, but uh, but everybody insisted it's Danny's idea. Let's let him stand. Um, so I, so I won't ruin the suspense if you hadn't seen it before, but, um, it definitely is a, is a good film. And, um, I think that the musical element adds a lot to it. Um, it's very sixties-esque and know. so, you know, it, it's, it's a little bit of a throwback. Um, I don't want to say it sounds like the Austin Powers soundtrack, but it sounds like the Austin Powers soundtrack. <laughs> it's you've got a lot of of um, newer music mixed in, but it's it's a real classic heist movie from the the sixties that we that used to be some of the movies from the sixties that used to be so great. Uh, Ocean's Eleven was actually a remake of a nineteen sixty film uh, with some of the Rat Pack, uh, with Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin. Uh, Sammy Davis jr Peter Lawford Joey Bishop uh, Norman fell was also in the movie Angie Dixon Dickinson was also in the movie um, the the original though curiously got bad reviews despite the acting talent and the the script was pretty bad and and they and the, and the actors just couldn't shine through that bad script the film included a cameo by uh, young Shirley MacLaine and Red Skelton. The two thousand one version got much higher crit- critical acclaim. It's a very interesting dynamic because normally we we talk about remakes and we think, oh, the the newer. Why do they make, remake a movie? Well, they took a mediocre film that had a great idea and made it into a a great film. And so they thought, well, if we have good. People and of course Steven Soderbergh, a, a Academy Award-winning director, was going to be able to get the guys reeled in, and he was going to figure it out. And so, uh, but I I do think that the music added a lot to it as well. Uh, but of course, uh, the 2001 version also brought in over fifty million dollars, over four hundred and fifty million dollars. Um, and it, of course, spawned the two sequels, which we'll talk about briefly. Ocean's Twelve um, added Catherine Zeta-Jones to to the cast, and there's also a cameo with Bruce Willis as himself. Catherine Zeta-Jones plays Isabel, a detective that tries to figure out uh, the the crimes that have been committed, and so she's trying to get to the bottom of some crimes. She she's a Europol um, and she's really trying to figure out what in the world's going on, and and of course it was Danny and Rusty and the gang that was at the the was the prop they were the perpetrators and um, the and the funny thing is is that Rusty is involved with Isabel as we see in the beginning of the film. Rusty and Isabel are a thing, and um, <clears throat> the I think the funniest part. Of all three movies, and I and I just I just think it's so funny, and maybe people will disagree, but I really love this part of the film. in at the very beginning of the movie, um, you see a romantic moment with with Rusty and Isabel, Brad Pitt and Catherine Zeta Jones, and they look so happy uh, together. And then he goes to the bathroom. And she's talking to him through the bathroom door and, and says, um, yeah, well, I, I think I'm, I've gotten close to finding uh, these people. I think after we get some DNA, we're going to find out who they all were. And so meanwhile, um, 40 seconds ago in the movie, uh, Brad Pitt is sitting there um, joyous and so happy, and uh, he's found this beautiful girl and... and- and he's sitting on the toilet, and realizing, um, "I got to get out of here." <laughs> and and so he, within within seconds, um, starts to think, and and then he actually ends up um, jumping out the window. I just think that is just a hilarious scene. Ocean's Twelve um, um, involved uh, the guys getting back at it again. Um, Terry Benedict wanted his money back. The guys gave him half of his money back, and and then they had to go uh, rob somebody to get the other half. Otherwise, Terry Benedict was going to give them. <laughs> um, but it, involved, it involves getting Terry Benedict's money back. But Oceans Thirteen came out in two thousand seven and lost the big names of. Julia Roberts and Katherine Zeta Jones, and and uh, I think the budget reflected that that loss too. But how? However, uh, Ellen Barkin joined the cast, and the legendary Al Pacino uh, joined the cast, and they played uh, the villains. Um, this time, um, um, the the guys bring Terry Benedict in on the action, and and since he shares a a disdain for. Willie Bank, the guy played by Al Pacino, um, they um, end up forming a partnership, and it is an interesting one at at that. Um, All three movies uh, of the Ocean's movies received critical acclaim, and and all together they brought in well over a billion dollars. And Steven Soderbergh, by the way, says that he thinks that Ocean's 12 was his favorite of the three. And... I kind of agree with him, but <clears throat> the critics don't necessarily do that. Um, in the, you know, But in the summer of 2018, uh, Warner Brothers released Ocean's 8, and Steven Soderbergh returns to the franchise as a producer, um, and, and the movie's directed by Gary Ross, whereas the other three were all by Steven Soderbergh. And I think there is a noticeable difference. Um, you know, Steven Soderbergh uh, has a style that's just um, unique. Danny Ocean's sister is played by Sandra Bullock. And she's joined by a, a big cast, uh, Kay Blanchett, um, Anne Hathaway, Minnie um Sarah Paulson, Rihanna, um, Helena Bonham Carter, and Aquathena Sandra Bullock plays Debbie Ocean, and and she, of course, is Danny's sister, and and she uses her crew to pull off a heist involving um, a one, or they plan a heist involving a $150 million Cartier necklace. Ocean's 8 received mixed reviews and, and has so far had some good returns as of this recording. Um, well, that's about all I have for the Ocean's movies. Um, it's a... Uh, these are fun movies. Um, they're just they're just a lot of fun, and um, you know sometimes don't have to take things so seriously. And if you ever want to just you know have a laugh and sit for two hours, I think that and be entertained by a bunch of stars. I think watching those three movies is probably a good idea. But anyway, well my name is uh, David Heath, and uh, you're listening to Cinema Chat and cinema chat is the podcast where we talk about the movies and the people that made them thanks for listening